0: Welcome to That's Anita Live, the personal development talk show dedicated to providing emotional healing through sharing to help you create a happier life. If you know someone that is not living a life they absolutely love, I need you to run go get them right now. And if it's you, pay attention because my guest today is an entrepreneurial powerhouse. She's gone from baking to catering to event planning to public relations consulting and on and on. (laughs) all with hard work, networking, and good old fashioned grit. She's here today to help you overcome excuses, get up, and get to work. Welcome Chandra to the show. (laughs) Thank you, Um,
1: (laughs) I'm glad to be here. 19 years old. Yes ma'am.
0: Started your first business.
1: Yes. How did that start? Well, my dad um, got rest his soul. He actually uh, put me in the kitchen when I was four. And the first thing I ever made was um, donuts. At four. At four. I had a step stool. He put me to the stove. He's like, we're going to learn to cook. And from there, I just started cooking. And then my great grandmother, um, I used to go to her in the summer. So she taught me how to cook on a potbelly stove. So it had no temperature, so I had to gauge it just right. But I fell in love with cooking. I could cook anything. And I never, like, without a recipe. And so from there, I just kept going. And then, um someone asked me to bake a pie that I had made for my family. So that's where it started. It's like, hey, I'm going on a trip, can you ship them to me? And so that's where it all started and um, it blossomed from there.
0: How did you go from <laughs> hooking up friends to putting a price on it?
1: Um, a mentor of mine, he's a very uh, big business, he's a very great businessman. Okay. He was based out of Tyson's, he ran a dating service. Mm. He said, if people, if you don't value your product, you know why would anybody else? Okay. So he said put a price tag on it and they'll still they, because they value it because he said you can't keep going out of your pocket and going broke mm-hmm. to make them smile. Mm-hmm. So I put a price tag on it and they paid it. And what it, was that price tag? The first the first price tag I put was twenty dollars, and it was for a pecan pie. Okay. But okay. the thing is I I shuck I shelled the pecans myself. I bought them in bulk oh, and I sent them. No. <laughs> so oh. I put love into oh. everything that I baked. So that he was like, that's the price point. And then it went from there. Yeah.
0: How long did you stay in business baking?
1: <sighs> I It was 10 years, 10 years. Um, my father got sick and I lost my passion. But I didn't lose a passion for business.
0: Now, understand, <laughs> there was no formal formal schooling. No, I took one class in high school. There 19, when you started your first business. Yes. What removed the fear of failure for you?
1: Um, my dad. His, his, he always told me, he's like, nothing beats a failure but a try. OK. So no matter what, you keep trying. No, like, I never, um, there was never a time where I was like, OK, I can't try it. Like, he, what's the point of, you know, always looking at it? Because I used to be very fearful of failing but I had to try it anyway. Mm-hmm. And the failure is where I found the success, though, because sometimes i failed a lot. I've, I will say that I have failed many times. Um, comedy shows, um, businesses, I've had to close businesses, but I never stopped. I would close one and open, and open another.
0: Yeah, because from baking, we <laughs> went to
1: <laughs> catering? Yes, to catering. I Actually, um, the food side of, I catered an event for um, a home builder. And um, the person who was supposed to bring the food canceled on them. So I was like, okay, I can whip up, whip up some small bites. I had done that before, so I came with the desserts and the um, the food. And they were like, okay, good. We have three more um, open houses this how week. How <laughs> much of a how much of a lead time of a warning did you have before you had forty eight hours? Whoa! <laughs> so I had a full time job, three children back then. I had a husband and a forty eight hour notice, so I didn't sleep. I just worked it out. But I love to cook. That's how my passion was.: Again, I'm going to ask this question.: Yes. With 48 hours notice, mm-hmm.
0: and adding small bites to the desserts that you were delivering. Yes. How did you put a price on it?
1: I Actually, because of the short term, the short turnaround, okay. I just um, I looked at the cost of what it would, for the materials, my time, and then I did my multiply by three, then 0.20. And that's how I got to my price. It's always a, it's a mathematical thing for me. Like it's yeah. always the math behind mm-hmm. it because you have to know that the hour, one hour of your time, mm-hmm. you have to look at exactly what you're doing in that hour. And so then you take it from there. And the, t- the point 2.0 oh was because it was late notice. Now, initially, <laughs>
0: when being first asked that question, can you provide small bites because our person canceled on us? A normal person mm-hmm. would have felt this bout of fear mm-hmm. come up. And would have said no no why do you feel as if that didn't happen for you <laughs>
1: because um i knew i could deliver i back then i had i was kind of fearless because i knew what i could do mm-hmm. so it was like whatever i got it 48 hours ago, i'm good i made crab cakes um little uh, egg rolls like i still remember that to this day because it was so important and how old were you when you did that
0: 24. Okay, so from 19 to 24 <laughs> we did baking. 24, we pushed it over into catering. catering. Mm-hmm. Now, how did catering turn into event planning? Because someone was having a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Everything actually, my trajectory is always like... the woman is in the house. And they, You know, it is so funny because they were having a wedding and their planner mm-hmm. was not doing what was not handling what they should have. Okay. So, it was one of the things like... I, I just stepped in because it needs to be done. And even in my career, I've always done that. Like, just you fill in the gap. It's not a, you know, it's not any it slack off of you just to be a team player, so. Now, event planning takes on another skill set. Yes. Than baking. Yes. Any fear? Yes. Because uh, because with event planning, there are so many factors that come into place. Like, I just left my position as a corporate event planner um, to focus on my businesses. but. You are dealing with so many different components there. The, the, the actual probability of failure is is higher because you're dealing with anybody else coming into play. So you have a flou- flowers, um, decor, um, mm-hmm. furniture, um, the venue, the weather and people. So all of these kind of put into place. So to be an, a great to be a great event planner, you have to plan for the unexpected, and you also have to think Three to five steps ahead.
0: So, if you had that fear, what made you step into it and say, Yes, I'll handle it for you?
1: Because I want to prove myself wrong. <laughs> I, there's nothing you don't want to always say, Oh, I can't do it because of this. No, you got to go full force. If you fail, you fail, nobody died. <laughs> so, there's Isn't really, that a measurement? Yes, nobody died. If something like them saying that, that should be your limit. If, come on now, if nobody died, then hey. Okay, now that's how you felt, yes. right?
0: Let's roll through a couple of excuses that people generally use <laughs> when they're faced with the with the opportunity that they haven't done before, Ooh. right? They say, uh, what would you say to a person that says, I can't start a business because I don't have a college degree?
1: <laughs> I laugh at that. <laughs> because you gotta look at it this way i think everybody who's either um people in school Mm -hmm. elementary school when you're selling candy to raise money you're running a business Mm -hmm. so you didn't have a college degree then um when you were raising money like when anytime you're doing any kind of transaction and you're planning something you didn't have a college degree in middle school high school when you're doing the booster clubs and stuff like that so why is that why is that even on the table you're five years old selling lemonade uh that's running a business so mm. well I, i can't start a business because i don't have anyone to support me um you support you if you don't believe in you who else would like this is where i really want people to understand like i've had no ticket sales to an event but i still showed up and gave the greatest uh event that i could why because that's what we do that's what we're supposed to do that's that's what you believe in if you don't believe in you then no one else will so that's not even an excuse about okay
0: now let's talk about rebounding Because as you mentioned, you've had some businesses you had to close. Yes. You've had some that had some failures. Yes. What was your biggest failure and what was your lesson learned? Mm -hmm.
1: My biggest failure was, um, I would say, closing a media company that I had. I learned from there not everyone has good intent. So I learned Mm. to structure myself, have contracts in place, more tighter contracts, and also not beat myself up. It happens move on so what was the failure that happened I ended up um, losing photos and videos of a very important interview and um, I almost lost one of my clients because of that because of relying on someone else's um, their role instead of taking care of it and being there I just said oh that person had it and not trusting my gut that was my biggest failure of that not trusting what that voice in the back of my head was saying so did the videographer and photographer just not show up yes yes and this person had paid and I had to in turn return funds that was that would I didn't even receive so I actually had to take a loss on that I also had to fix my reputation as well because some other inappropriate things happen so so why did you close versus because of the i closed it because i had to close that chapter and it's okay to do that because the negative connotations that was attached to that i could not bring that along in my legacy because that person had basically took over that branding and i couldn't you can't separate the two you know, I, you can't issue a statement and saying, this is not me. People have already got that taste in their mouth. So I had to close it, and it was hard. But, it w- but was what was born out of that was something that I should have done from the get-go instead of being, um, not listening to myself. Count them off for me, because right now, how <laughs> many businesses do you
0: have Open and operational oh right now.
1: So I have um, Chandra Consulting, that's a boutique business development and PR firm. Mm-hmm. I have SCM Productions, with, which is a... Photography, videography, and uh, um, we put on comedic events. Mm-hmm. I have the Greater Northern Virginia Comedy and Film Festival, which it's in our, in, in our inaugural year. Um, so it's happening in August. And then I have the Urban Flight Foundation, which is a community organization where we give out information so that other, um, so that people who are in the gray area, they don't qualify for help, okay. but they don't make enough to, to, so I help them find resources. And um, that's about it now. Are there there
0: any synergies between those businesses? Yes,
1: there is. Because how do you operate (laughs) four businesses that have four different? separate skill sets. Well they are intertwined because they're all pa- they're all passions of mine. So with my consulting and the PR I actually push the other businesses and I also help comedians understand the business side of comedy and helping them brand themselves and also give them shows that they can be on and also the festival that they can actually participate in. So it all kind of works if you say in so, tandem. Sister. <laughs> if you say so i mean i I love what i I absolutely love it because it keeps me busy
0: now, you mentioned at the very beginning that you just ended your full time job, yes, I did to run your businesses full time yes, what pushed you into that decision,
1: okay. I burnt out as a (laughs) corporate. I actually burnt out, but also it was not a great fit anymore because it got to the point where it was toxic. So for my mental health, which is a big thing that I tell everyone, know your limits and take care of you first. And I didn't do that. So I had to make that decision and say, you know what, I got to step away from this because this is not healthy for me. And I have all this other stuff that could fail if I, if, if I let this burn me out. So the, the decision was made and it was hard, but it had to be made. And I'm, I'm flourishing in my businesses, which is uh, a welcome change. I'm just surprised because I'm never I'm never out in front talking about it. I'm always behind talking about the things that I do.
0: We we'll right <laughs> down to break down these businesses and see if any of their services can help you.
1: <laughs> what if
2: I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head? What if, with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true, authentic self? It is possible, and you can do it. The ebook Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage. How to become whole, healed, healthy, and happy. Shares how to resolve emotional baggage. And feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking. And become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at ThatAnitaLive.com ebook.
0: And we are back with Ms. Chandra Gore <laughs> discussing her multitude of business experience <laughs> and the four businesses she currently runs. Yes. But the big surprise is that you run all of these businesses
1: with a mental illness. Yes, I do. Um... Which is so funny because I think um, the stigma that depression is mm-hmm. something that mm-hmm. you're sad all the time and it's not that at all. There are times where I'm in and uh, I suffer from manic depression, manic, bipolar manic depression, mm-hmm. and um, anxiety and PTSD. So let me give you the backstory. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, picture it. <laughs> no, um, back in, I got married at 18 to my high school sweetheart. And um, it wasn't a good situation, but because I never wanna walk away and give up, I stayed in it. It became an abusive situation, which mm-hmm. triggered things about, things within my myself that I didn't know that I was dealing with, with anxiety. And then um, the last trigger before my, I filed for divorce was um, a very abusive situation. So um, from there, I was the, depressed and it took me going into a hospital okay. for them to diagnose and help me work through it um mind you I have three little children three children from my marriage so being a young mother working and doing all of this other stuff i had the underlying issue of depression and anxiety and the panic episodes i would actually in west i lived in west virginia so i would drive to virginia every day for work i had a panic attack on the side of the mountain, going around the mountain. So that right there was a trick. Like, okay, no, I need to get some help because I can't drive off this mountain. <laughs> like, it, it came right. to that point. So from there, I began to work on getting myself together. There's been some very, very lows. There's some highs, but I've worked through um, a lot of the things that I've dealt with because yeah. you can't be superwoman all the time. Now
0: I hear this. At 19, okay, she was married, she had kids, yep, she was managing a mental illness, Mm -hmm. and she still opened her own baking business. Yes, miss me with the excuses, people. (laughs) There's not miss me, miss me with the excuses. Get up and get,
1: yes, get the help. It's one thing I will say, personally speaking, as a black woman we're always looked at as superheroes we're not allowed to cry we're not allowed to be weak we're not allowed to show those but we have to own our human side we can't be stoic all the time and super save everybody because sometimes we need the saving too so accepting that and owning that like my father said to me you need to get the help that you need because i can't i can't do it right. and i used to go to my daddy for everything like my daddy was <laughs> you know he was go, daddy just tell me what to do he's like i can't help you with this you have to go sit on that chair and talk okay. to somebody okay. and so he helped me he pushed me he said because you ca- you gotta cry you gotta own those feelings you gotta go mm-hmm. through it so mm-hmm. doing that actually B-O-N helped N-release. me release Yeah,
0: and release you mm-hmm.
1: have to because you can't walk around pent up. It's not good for your children. It's not good for you. It's not good for people around you because mm-hmm. sometimes you say, oh, I want to not be around toxic energy. And someday you are the toxic energy. <laughs> so <laughs> let's not let let's be real honest, honest right. with ourselves and fix those things that are um, that are that need to be fixed Own on it. On days when you feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. how do you what do you do for self-care? I actually will take a moment. I love to read. I like to write. So I'll either take a moment to myself to regroup and, you know, because sometimes you have to step away and regroup and um, have a cup of tea or coffee or whatever and sit down and just decompress. That's what I usually do for myself and it's something that a lot of people don't want to do because they have children and all those, but you have to take that time.
0: What do you do with the kids running around making noise?
1: you know what's so funny is my children actually can tell like mommy you know hey because they're they're uh, they're older now Mm -hmm. so my daughter is um so intuitive she's like hey Mommy, I see that you, you kind of. Uh, is
0: it coffee time?
1: Yeah, she's like, you know, you want to go have a cup of tea, mom? Or, you know, hey, I think you need to go lay down for a little bit. That's sometimes I think she is my mother sometimes, but it helps that she can tell. Like, cause sometimes yes. I'll get really quiet or I won't cook or I won't do certain things. And She's like, OK, mom, you know, you need to go ahead, you know, go ahead. We got it mm-hmm. or we'll take care of it. Or I'll come home and they've they've cooked because, you know, I'll call before I get home and they're like, They'll go ahead and take care of things and I, I'm not I don't put upon them. Right. But
0: they as a family, they feel their responsibility yeah. to hold the bond. And find yeah. the family together. Because
1: at, at, when I was at my lowest, mm-hmm. we were all that was. We were all we had. Because I don't have a big family, so my children became. I treated them. They're children, but they have that sixth sense where, like, okay, mommy is not feeling good, and they'll they'll come and they'll rub me like rub my head. I'm like, you know what? Okay, good. I just go with it because children they don't have that. Um, that barrier yet
0: oh, is not that nice you don't have any kids like me because i'd have been like oh mom's sick party time <laughs> <laughs> no <and laughs>
1: she can't get up off the sofa Mm-mm, no they actually when i'm really like i'm really in a, in a depressive mm-hmm, mode mm-hmm. they will actually come and check on me and say you know what mom would we'll cut the light off and let you have your moment and will or they'll come and lay beside me okay so that's your low now yeah. tell me how how do you Ooh, highs. Handle self care in the <laughs> highs. I'll go get my face, my get a facial, get my nails done, stuff like that. But I also am so my activities are so like I'll get so much done. It's like it's it's a it's a high. It's yeah. it's it's the dynamic. It's it's crazy. Yeah. But I manage it because it actually works with having multiple things to do. So I accomplish a lot in those highs. Yes, you do. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you do. I actually, I've actually accomplished a lot. A lot of my clients have gotten um, some really good um, returns out of my highs. So, <laughs>
0: give me some examples.
1: Um, I had a client um, actually go on a national podcast, mm-hmm. which was very hard to get. And then they were on Vice, HBO Vice. And then they're actually doing great um, because of my branding and pushing. And I actually had a. Uh, George Washington University tell me that your my branding was amazing and okay. I was like, Oh It's like, what this? I was this? Like, Oh really? It was like, Yeah, you this was spot on on the mark and I didn't realize it until it like, Yeah, it's perfect and it went into there there it went into their and fit right into what they were doing and then I've had other clients who have totally revamped their businesses and now they're thriving. So it actually works. um, um I feel good about that. Now
0: that is out of the consulting arm. Yes. See, I need a card to keep yes. up with all of this. <laughs> SCM
1: Productions. Yes. Break that down for me. Tell me so, what that is. So, SCM Productions. Is a play on my children's initials and my dad's initials. Oh, okay. They have the same. It's it's so funny. But um, so out of that, I shot and I'm um, finishing up the second season of an Amazon series. Um, it's for um, comedians who are local who haven't gotten their big break, but they will. Um, so and then we produce comedy shows locally. Um, most of the time they walk in and they go to the first guy they see not knowing that it's me who produces the show Mm -hmm. and who's actually going to be the one to pay them. So (laughs) (laughs) it's like kind of funny because there's not a lot of women producers in the comedy game so it's like it's a good feeling to make sure that I can guide some people to understand their legacy and secure that. Um, I also secured a distribution deal for digital um, for Pandora, Spotify. I'm the only one that actually holds that deal. (laughs) <laughs> and this all of this from a bakery. All of this from a bakery. Yeah, because you know what's so funny is my father was an entrepreneur and um seeing him actually kind of and he he didn't want me to do that. He wanted me to go into law and be set. Be set, work a job. I'm like, eh, no. Um, <laughs> I just watched you. Own all your own
0: time. Thank you. And now you want me to go into a job right. with somebody else because owns he my wanted
1: time. me to be secure and um, marry right and all that other jazz. And I'm like, eh, I'm, um, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like it's just, some of the things like in the south, it's like one of those things. You, you graduate high school, you get married, you have mm-hmm. kids, and mm-hmm. the man takes care of everything. Uh, that's that's not the my railroad thing. track. That's not the thing for me. I, I kind of derailed that Mm -hmm. and went on my own so who gets helped with the urban flight foundation um a lot of people um (laughs) so i i will meet people who are in social services and they've been denied or whatever and i'll tell them this is where you can go for food resources goods and stuff like that all here in the dmv in the DMV, okay. mainly Stafford, Virginia. Okay. Because a lot of people are coming from the urban areas to Stafford because they're being pushed out. A lot of the, um, a lot yeah. of the public housing and stuff like yes. that are being yes. Gentr- gentrified. Yes. D.C. So they're actually being pushed further out, further south. And so from there, from what they were making in DC, in Maryland and stuff, it's above the the limit for a rural a rural county. So then they have to find alternatives to fill in the gaps to feed their families. So there are a lot of resources that are available to those, but a lot they're not publicized because most of them don't have the ability to to right. advertise. And right. So it's like we share the information.
0: Cuz they have a, a small budget. So it's either yes. provide services or buy advertising.
1: Correct. Yeah. And so that's where I come in. I go in. I actually hit the pound the, the, the pavement to find out. So is there something in that name? Yes. What so I actually was visiting someone in the hospital okay. in Maryland, and this is so random. And I was like, you know what? It's like the ur- uh, that's where the urban flight is being, you know, it's it's like basically they're fleeing from these areas that they're not being served in. Right. And It's like, oh. She was like, there you have it. She was the lady next in the, ne- in the bed next. She was like, there you got your name. I was like, thank you, ma'am. And she wrote me, a ch- I was like, she wrote me a check. I was like, okay, I guess I have to do it now. So,
0: so the urban flight is people that are being gentrified out of D.C., mm-hmm. meaning that the taxes are going up and the cost of housing is yep. going up and all of the subsidized housing mm-hmm. is being demolished. Yes. So those people have to find some place to go live. Yep. And they're landing that's probably about forty
1: five minutes away twenty five thirty miles outside of the city, yep, so there's not a lot of information so that they know how to get around, so and you
0: serve every population,
1: yes, I do
0: I do. Why you also serve as executive director of Johnny Appleseed Association?
1: Yes, that's a trade school. We're actually a fully accredited trade school where we help second returning citizens actually get trades, and also people who are returning. Returning. What
0: do you mean by returning? People
1: who have um, made um, decisions, who have been in jail, incarcerated. There we go who are undereducated stuff like that we give them a trade so that they can make the money to take care of their families and not have to do the cycle of um being incarcerated or going to jail
0: so essentially you're helping them start their own businesses because it's too hard for them to find jobs in the system Mm -hmm.
1: electrical apprentices plumbing h we have a dental hygienist program coming so yeah i'm over you (laughs)
0: This is is too much work going on
1: over here. I just listen, when the nights I can't sleep, it actually works. I it's one of those things, I guess.
0: Miss me with the excuses. (laughs) Miss me. Chandra has given us more than enough nuggets to (laughs) jumpstart our dreams. Take this information to dream, exhale, plan, and execute. Execute the business. Create a family legacy. Move from merely existing to living a vibrant life full of love and laughter. To reach out to Chandra and tap into one of her many talents, find her on Instagram at Seagore Consults. And you'll find everybody. Seagore Consults. (laughs) I'm Anita, your host. Be sure to check out ThatAndItalive.com for where and when to see our next episode.